The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. This is your host, Karen Levitt, and I have the pleasure to be joined with my featured guest, Jeannie Rambo, and a little bit about Jeannie She's a business success mentor and the founder of Jeannie Rambo Worldwide, LLC. Her background draws from a unique blend of leadership, development, corporate world, bank management, community organizations, energetic, healing, and 30-plus years of study and practice in meditation, ancient healing techniques, law of attraction, trusting and building, intuition, and many more areas of interest. And it is with that that I would like to warmly welcome Jeannie Rambo. Karen, thank you so much for having me on. Um, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. Absolutely. It's perfect alignment. You know, that that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, it, always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, you have such a rich background. I really could go into this, but I would really like to jump in and share share you and your gifts and who you are with the listeners. So, um, you know, in what I read, you came from the corporate world. So what was that like for you, uh, your life in the corporate world? You know, I was, it was very interesting. I was a banker for 25 plus years and I loved, I loved what I did. I loved my clients. I loved my staff and I really enjoyed the people part of it. But at the, you know, corporate is corporate. I mean, their, their bottom lines are different. They don't necessarily, um, care a whole lot about the people. They're looking at their bottom line. They're looking at the profit. How can we make more? How can we, you know, make more money? Um, mm-hmm. So towards the end, it just honestly became, because it was back when everybody was having a very difficult time uh, back in 2007, 2008, 2009, where everything was kind of falling apart and people were having issues. And, you know, all the businesses, banks especially, were trying to survive. And I understand that. But when stuff doesn't line up with my integrity Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff that they really wanted us to do, we weren't really able to help our clients the way we used to and... When it doesn't line up with my integrity, you know, it's time for me to go. <laughs> so I um, had always been doing healing work and just really interested in a more spiritual pursuit and just really, you know, what are we here for? And the connection mm-hmm. with people is what got me through a lot of the difficult times in banking. Um, but it, it was mm-hmm. very interesting, and I really did like what I, I did. I just didn't like the whole corporate atmosphere. Right, right. I mean, yeah, you sort of put on the suit and the tire, you know, the business attire, and then, um, yeah, you, you just, I, I don't know, no no disrespect that, but I picture the uh, IBM commercial where they show everybody yeah. in a blue suit, <laughs> and, and, you know, they're they're all the same, right? There's no emotion, and, you know, that's not 
part of it. You're here to do what you're here to do, and that's that. You're here to produce. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. God, that's funny. And that's it's a flashback. It's about that. Yeah, it's just about that bottom line more so, unfortunately, in business. They make it more about the shareholders um, than they do, you know, about the people that are involved in the connection and really what it's, you know, what we're all here for, what it's about. They make it more about the money. Yeah. So, And, you know, there's energy with money. There is. There's flow or, or not exactly. based on what you think, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, what, so you, you know, you have a spiritual awakening, as you said, you have energy and intuition, you followed that. I think that's powerful for many of the listeners, because how often does our gut speak to us? Or, you know, do we get what we think is a message or maybe a coincidence and we blow it off, really? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, what was, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Karen. Oh, I was going to say, so, you know, working nine to five and having your spiritual awakening, what what was that like? What did that feel like for you? Well, actually, even before I got into banking, I had been doing, uh, you know, I was always on a quest for, you know, what was my next, what I like to call my right step, which I mm-hmm. love that you brought up the intuition because the intuition is such an important part of it. And a lot of times you're right. We don't listen. We don't listen to that gut feeling. And I know everybody listening has had an experience where they had that gut feeling of, I should do whatever, right? And Mm -hmm. then they didn't follow it. And usually that doesn't work out well, (laughs) you know? Exactly. (laughs) Right, because I know you've had those experiences too, right, where we went, oh, no, it'll be fine, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, and then you try it your way, and you end up, you know, taking a nosedive or hitting a wall, if you will, and you, you try again, and you pick yourself back up. Yes. Yeah. But listening to the intuition, that's so important. And so honestly, and I mean, I you know, I was growing spiritually really the whole entire time I was in banking. I mean, there were just new what I would call my next right step. I would really be paying attention to those signs and that gut feeling, and the little mm-hmm. voice, you know, saying, ooh, that sounds interesting, or ooh, that keeps coming up for you. You should check that out. And it's really interesting because for me, well, and for a lot of people, it comes up, you know, you, you might see the same thing like two or three times really consecutively, like even in the same day. And mm-hmm. I would really invite the listeners, your listeners, to pay attention to that. And if you're seeing stuff repetitively, that's usually the universe tapping you on the shoulder trying to get your attention for something. So really pay attention to those. Mm, yeah, because, yeah, like I said, there is, um, yeah, there's usually a pattern or, you know, people don't believe in coincidence, but there is a flow. You know, you, right. you do see repetition in certain things. Or, yeah, if you wake up, you know, in the middle of the night and you have the same nudge, thought, word, whatever it is, that's kind of what happened for me. I was like, oh, oh, what is this all about? And, yeah, it, it really does um, bear, you know, paying attention to. It really does. Yeah. So it's not something that's really out there. I mean, it's available to every – we all have it, right? So it's – Yeah. Mm. It's whether we pay attention to it. It's whether – it's like a muscle, really. Mm-hmm. If you don't use it, uh, you know, you end up it, – it's weak maybe or barely there or you're just not paying attention to it. And some people 
think that it's, you know, ooh, intuition, or it's like woo-woo, or, you know, it's out mm. there. But it's really not. It's our sixth sense that actually helped us, you know, through even long ago. You know, it helped you be aware to danger and to what, what you should be paying attention to. Exactly. And obviously, you know, we don't have, we're not out in the jungle. Well, where we are, we're not out in the jungle with tigers or, you know, we're not in that fight or flight and having to fight for your life all the time. But there are things that lead us down our path and there are certain things that try to get our attention through, mm-hmm. like you said, different things. It could be a word. It could be a thought. It could be something that just keeps showing up over and over, you know, know. trying to get our attention. So it, it's definitely worth paying t- attention to and everybody does have it it's just whether you're real you know paying attention or realizing it or not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know so you know what, what about fear that might come up around this you know like oh god i don't know if i want to look at that or you know what, what would you how would you speak to that you know the fear yeah. or the block you know that maybe exactly we have so much um unfortunately <laughs> you know watching the news or anything like that it, it tends to to, there's so much fear-based thinking out there, and that can actually stop us dead in our tracks because sometimes things come in and it doesn't seem logical because a lot mm-hmm. of times our intuition's not logic. It's about feeling. I mean, there's so many people who are so out of touch with their feelings. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all about because if you think about it, look how many of the doctors are prescribing, you know, antidepressants, anti-anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that numbs everything. It's not only are you not feeling bad, but you're not feeling good either. So you don't, really you don't feel anything. <laughs> don't feel anything, right? You're just, you know, status quo. You're just going along. Um, and it's, it's kind of sad because those feelings are really what lead us. And that intuition usually sometimes is just a knowing or just that feeling, like we say, that gut feeling. And if we're not in tune with that, you know, mm-hmm. when stuff does come up, it's not logical, and our brain tries to come in, the logic tries to come in and says, well, you can't do that, or are you mm-hmm. crazy? You're going to try that. <laughs> and that's where that fear-based thinking comes in, and then our ego steps up and tries to talk us out of whatever it is. But if you have that feeling, I mean, obviously, if you're not putting your life in danger, we don't want anybody to put their life in danger, and, and your your intuition's not going to do that. It wants to lead you down the right path. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would really just invite people to pay attention to that. And what do you have to lose? If you're driving down the road and all of a sudden a thought pops into your head to stop in somewhere that you hadn't been in a while, whether it's a, a store, stop in to see a friend, stop in to see a, you know, stop into a certain restaurant that you hadn't been to in a while. When you have those little pop, pops that come in from nowhere, really do it. I, what are you going to lose? You know, and then when you do it, the synchronicity starts happening and you may run into somebody who you've been thinking of and you haven't seen them mm-hmm. in forever. Or you come across somebody who actually has an answer to a problem that you've been dealing with. Or you're trying to hire somebody for a job and you get someone put in front of you that's perfect for it. That's, those are the kind of things that happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, so, you know, you were in the banking, the financial industry, like you said, was, you know, it's... um. You know, everybody has to be the same, kind kind of homogenous, I'll say. So while yeah. you were having your spiritual awakening, was there a sense of frustration or were you feeling a sense of disconnect through this process, although you knew as you moved forward what was yours to do? What was that like? Right. 
It, it, actually, it was kind of interesting because even though, you know, you're in banking, there are a lot of extremely conservative people. There are, you know, the people who are just looking to climb the corporate ladder, and they do, you know, most banks, There's you go through training, and it is kind of homogenized. You do have certain things, you know, that they kind of want everybody to be similar in, and and it mm-hmm. is a service industry. You're taking care of people's money. It's very important. You know, people get very upset about their money stuff. So mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I always had to be me. I mean, I always, and I always treated others the way that I would want to be treated, the golden rule. I mean, I learned that when I was really little from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that always worked for me, both in personal, my personal life and my business life. So even though, you know, you step into whatever corporate corporation you're in, if you're in corporate, but the banking world, you know, they tell you, leave your you know, stuff at the door, basically leave your crap at the door and put your game face on and, you know, you mm-hmm. need to open up so many accounts a week and you need to cross-sell this ratio and you need to have so many new accounts and so much new money coming in. Mm-hmm. And they basically want you to leave yourself at the door <clears throat> and become mm-hmm. that homogenized, perfect employee, right? And right. you just can't do that. And the way that I led my staff, and we always surpassed our goals, but we, we were a family. We spent more waking hours together than we did with our, our real families. Mm-hmm. And we really genuinely cared about each other. And so mm-hmm. we would take care of each other. We would watch out for each other. And you still were allowed to be yourself. I'm not going to stop being a wife. I'm not going to stop being a mother just because I walk into the bank, you know. I'm not going to stop being me, who I am, at the core of my being, just because I walk into the bank and mm-hmm. go into my office. So I always really encouraged people to be themselves, but to look and treat people the way that they would want to be treated and to educate our clients and to help. That's what we're there for is to help, really, mm-hmm. bottom mm-hmm. line. So I had a lot of people tell me that I was unlike any other banker they had ever met. And I would just smile and say, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know? yeah, that's really that's really kind. And with that, it looks like we're going to come up on a quick break, Jeannie. So I'm going to ask you and the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back momentarily. Thank you. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living at the effect of your life rather than the cause? Do you feel stuck and ready to move beyond your self-limiting beliefs and step into a powerful new way of thinking? If so, tune into Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. It's a transformational movement to help you create the life you desire. Intentional Living 
can be heard live every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and I have the pleasure to be joined with Jeannie Rambo. And before the break, we were talking about Jeannie's awakening or spiritual awakening while she was in the financial world. So I'd like to pick back up on that because it's really rich. So Jeannie, you know, you've done so much. You have a, combina- com- a culmination of corporate world experience and, and spiritual realm experience that allows you to combine the best of both worlds and lead you to realize your dreams and creating a soul-centered, freedom-based business. That's really a lot. Can, and we're going down that path. So I'd like to pick up where we left off and we were talking about the shift you were making and that your customers noticed there was always something different about you, your energy. So if you'd like to pick that up, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, my clients, um, you know, you when you're vibrating at a certain level and you're trying to, you know, be who you really are, which is most of us would, it's almost like taking that mask off at the masquerade party, right, and going, oh, that thing was so tight or so itchy or, oh, I get to take it off and be me. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just have always done that, regardless of what position I was in at the bank or you know what office I was in or who I was dealing with. And, I mean, you deal from everybody from A to Z in the banking world. You're dealing with the CEOs of Pepsi. You're dealing with the head of the local garbage company. You're dealing with all these business owners. You're dealing with entrepreneurs. You're dealing with you know people who have nine-to-five jobs. You're... Dealing, you're even dealing with homeless people. I mean, you're dealing with A to Z. So I just mm-hmm. looked, I didn't look at them as, oh, I need to be prepared. This is the CEO of Pepsi, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or, oh, this is just, you know, Joe Electrician or what. You know what I mean? I dealt with everybody the way that I would want to be dealt with. And it didn't matter to me who it was in front of me. They all got the same attention and they all got the same service and they all. It, it just is so important for us to truly see one another. And I think that's why I probably did so well with what I was doing and did so well team building and all of that because of the way the connection was with the people because that's what it was about for me. Even mm-hmm. though it was banking, that's always what it's been about for me. So has you literally honored you know, your soul and stood up in integrity, if you will, you treated everybody the same, which is beautiful, um, you you stood up. I would you stood out in in the banking community. So what was that like? Because you know you weren't seeking this for yourself or ego, right? But yet you became no, very absolutely. successful. What was that like? It was actually it was really nice to have that recognition, just because people understand how important it is to build um, to build those relationships to build the relationships with your team, to build the relationships with your clients. And then what happens is when you're putting all of that first and you're putting those people first and you're really seeing them and you're really helping them, regardless whether it's a staff member, your employee, or a client, 
you know, then what happens, and this is what I always tried to tell upper management with whatever bank I was with, you know, I would tell them, if you really take care of those frontline people, in any corporation, it doesn't matter, if you really are taking care of your employees and your staff and treating them well and treating them like family and really caring about them, they're going to be really happy. They're going to be really productive. And if you're working them in their strengths especially, they're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and take care of those clients so well, those clients are going to love it. Then those clients become extended family. They go tell all their friends and family what a great bank they have. Their friends and family want to go to a great bank, right? So you end up having more clients, you know, your bottom line grows, and then the shareholders are happy. And that's really the way it needs to go. But unfortunately, a lot of businesses do it backwards, and they try to make those shareholders happy first. So it was nice to get that recognition that we were a good team, that we had a solid team, we had that solid foundation, mm-hmm. and then we were able to grow whatever branch I was in. We were always able to grow and surpass our goals. So it was That's just amazing. nice to have that. Yeah, and people saw you shining through. You know, they saw the inner you shining through, and people like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you... Got clear on your transition. You knew it was time to go. What was that like? Because then you, like I said, you you know, became really clear. You became kind of cohesive with your team, which is beautiful. Um, as a family, you know, there's great support and understanding, and it sounds like there's great com- communication both ways, and a level of respect. You know, honor you honored each and every one of your employees. Uh, gave back. So, what was that like? Because you left there and then went on your to the next journey, which was to create your spiritual, you know, center. Yeah, the soul center. Yeah, exactly. And that is what it's about: is surrendering to your soul center. Because once we do that, um, you know, it's not about our ego. It's not about um, you know financially where we want to be and all of that. It's it's really about us, the uniqueness of us, our gifts, using those. And my staff knew I was always extremely transparent with my staff, um, probably mm-hmm. more so than upper management would like, <laughs> but. That's why we were so so strong and had such a good foundation. And they knew um, that I was going to be leaving. Mm -hmm. And they knew that I was just to the point that I was needed to be on the next step and the next leg of my journey. And it didn't include, you know, corporate America. So they really wished me well. They, um, you know, of course, said that they were going to miss me and the clients were going to miss me. And that was really nice to know that they really all genuinely cared and that I was going to be missed. But I still keep in touch, honestly. I still keep in touch with, mm-hmm. um, you know, staff that I had, oh, my gosh, like, you know, 15, 18 years ago. I mean, I still ha- keep in touch with these people because we are like family. So, and I see clients out and about in town, and, you know, they're always like, oh, we miss you so much, and you should go back to the bank. I'm like, oh, I'm really happy with what I'm doing, and, Thank you so much, you know. So it was just nice to transition, uh, and it was my time to transition, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody understood that. They wanted the best um, for for me and for my future, and I wanted the oh. best for them and for their future. You know, you speak to so many because there's so many of us out there, you know, who think work has to be tough and nose to the grindstone and life in the cubicle or whatever it is, and yet, you know, you're right. grateful, but they don't see past it. And yet you, you shine the light and you say you felt something bigger. You knew what was yours and you stepped up and you, you did it in grace and integrity. So what was it like for your family as they watched you move? 
You know, you know it, was, it was kind of scary. And like we talked about the fear-based thinking earlier, because you get so used to having that paycheck, right? And we are in the world and of the world where money, you know, <laughs> is our form of what we do and how we have things and how we pay our mortgages and how we pay our bills. So it's mm-hmm. kind of scary to go from having a regular paycheck to kind of taking that leap of faith and really doing what it is you love to do. So it was kind of scary, but fear and excitement actually are so close. There's such a fine line there. And I Mm -hmm. think you and I have talked about this before, too. (laughs) There's such that fine line that sometimes we have to go, oh, wait a minute. Am I scared or am I just excited? You know, am I? And so you take that excitement and you really harness that. Mm. And so it was it was a little scary, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie, it was a little scary, but it was very exciting, and it, it just, it goes from draining your soul to feeding your soul, and what a difference, because when you're feeding, oh, I love that. And you're, yeah, and you're doing something that you love, and your light shining from the center of your being, from your soul center, people are attracted to that, and then they, they want to know, what are you doing, because you're mm-hmm. You're putting in hours. I'm not saying it's not work. You're working. You're putting in hours, but you really, truly enjoy what you're doing, mm-hmm. and it so feeds your soul that it doesn't feel like work. That's the big difference. Right. So then um, through your being and just say and allowing, right, um, yeah. you know, you, you are able to create your next venture, which is which is so beautiful. So you created your soul-centered career. So I'd like to kind of jump into that if we can. And, you know, what what does that look like? How did that unfold for you? Well, actually, um, we just finished up our telesummit, which was called the Soul Center Career Revolution. And it was basically for anybody. It didn't matter. You don't have to be in corporate. I mean, you can be in what you just consider a nine-to-five job or, um, you know, in corporate. Or you could even be an entrepreneur, have your own business. But it was just for everybody who is not happy with the way they're earning their living. Mm-hmm. That's where we spend most of our time is how we earn our living, right? And when we're not happy, that carries over into every other part of our life. So mm. I really just wanted to give people that glimpse of you can figure out what it is you love to do. You, you know, you may need help doing that. And there's a ton of different, um, you know, success mentors, there's coaches, there's all kinds of people out there, but Mm -hmm. there's help available to you. There's free training, there's stuff that you pay for. I mean, there's all kinds of different modes that you can do, and you can get it no matter where you're at financially. Mm -hmm. So I just felt like I really needed to speak to that because the huge amount of people, especially women that I talk to that are unhappy with how they earn their living and then it drags their whole life down. And I really want them to be feeding their souls. So I came up with that telesummit, you know, bringing my business online so I can help more people, and just being able to get out there and kind of start this revolution. And, you know, let's all be happy. We're not put here to be miserable. I really want people to figure out what it is they love to do and mm-hmm. be able to figure out a way to monetize that and have that stability, but be able to earn that income as well, doing what they love to do and what where their gifts are. Yeah, I, I love that where, you know, being able to monetize your passion yeah. and your purpose, that, that's really, truly a gift when you, 
when you get clear on that. It really does happen. It really, truly does. So, yeah, that, I mean, hmm. So, you, what did you... And it's amazing. It really is. Um, there's so much we can go into, and it looks like we're going to come up on a break. So, I'd like to ask if we can pause right here, and we'll pick this right up, if, right back up. So, I want to ask you and the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back in a moment. Thank you. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living at the effect of your life rather than the cause? Do you feel stuck and ready to move beyond your self-limiting beliefs and step into a powerful new way of thinking? If so, tune into Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. It's a transformational movement to help you create the life you desire. Intentional Living can be heard live every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt. I'm back with my featured guest, Jeannie Rambo. And Jeannie and I are talking about her process, what she's doing now. She's living her life on purpose and creating soul-centered careers. And Jeannie, I'd like to jump into that and, you know, really kind of get into that and see what it's about, um, you know, what the process was like. It's been a very exciting and interesting process. And while I was in my banking career, though, even before my banking career, I had always been looking for you know, things to feed my soul. So I read a lot, learned a lot of things on my own. Actually, um, we went and did transcendental meditation back in the day. I'm dating myself now. (laughs) But, um, oh, my gosh, I was really young when we went and did the whole transcendental meditation and all that. And Mm -hmm. just was always striving to connect with that spiritual side as well and kind of excavating that soul center and going through, and then I got into energy work. I've done a lot of left brain, right brain meditation stuff, um, a lot of different meditation techniques, styles, a lot of uh, delving into the whole intuition part and just, um, you know, chakras, everything. I mean, I've learned a lot of stuff A to Z, and it's really funny because it's all just kind of a culmination and it comes in 
So when I am able to help people, Mm -hmm. we actually do a lot of energy work. In addition to delving in and figuring out what it is they love, a lot of times, like you mentioned earlier, we have blocks that come up. And it's amazing the different blocks that come up because we have blocks about money. Mm -hmm. We have blocks about how much we can earn. We have blocks about you can't do what you love for work because then it, then you won't like it anymore. You know, have you ever heard that? Well, <laughs> well yeah, you know, it, it, it goes back to, you know, when I think when we're in school, right? You know, don't look at someone else's desk, keep your nose down, you know, pay attention, you know, work hard, which there's nothing wrong with a strong work ethic. That's not what I'm saying, you know, and yeah, so it has to be nose to the grindstone kind of thing. You know, if it's yeah, not hard, it's not worth doing. Exactly. And, and we're made to believe that if you're, you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. If it's not hard, we it's not worth it, or it's too easy. If it's too easy, then it must be wrong, <laughs> right? It's and too good to be true. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, too, yeah. Exactly. And it's just, um, you know, so we kind of break through a lot of those old thought paradigms and belief patterns that honestly have just dragged us down or we get to that very edge of becoming successful and we get stopped either by the fear or by those blocks or what our belief system is, is that we can't go beyond, you know, like someone drew a line in the sand and we're not allowed to step over it. And we Hmm. are the person that drew that line in the sand. And when we can figure out that we're that person that drew that line, Mm -hmm. we go over there and erase that line and just step over it, no big deal, right? <laughs> but that's it's true. Getting into yeah. that energetically, yeah, getting into that energetically and being able to bust through those blocks and create new thought processes, create new belief systems, um, really lift each other up and help each other out and help each other get to our dreams. You know, that's, so you, that's kind of what I'm about and what I do. So do you do this in small groups? Do you do this one-on-one or a variation of both or, you know... Yeah, we certainly do variation of both. I have uh, one-on-one. I have uh, group sessions. People can do VIP days. They can do VIP half days where it's really, you know, kind of action-packed, very, (laughs) it's a very emotional and amazing uh, those times because that you just kind of roll everything in and it's almost like, fast forwarding into your future. <laughs> you know? hmm, I love that. A very yeah, very fun. I love that. Yeah, and you help create help people create actually businesses that really resonates with who they are. And um it, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. It and is. You, yeah, do you see some, you know, common uh beliefs or hurdles, stumbling blocks that keep coming up for people? And you know, your clients that you've helped them through, like we talked about the fear and the money, but are there others, you know, common threads that keep showing up? Absolutely. A lot of people, it's so funny because they, they think um, that they can't do what they love. And I don't know, you know, I mean, you think, because when we were little, like, you know, play and work were two separate things, right? It was always separate. There was, you know, and people think this, Still, they think they can categorize and, and, you know, kind of keep everything compartmentalized. And there's the work me, and then there's the home me. And I can't have fun until I get out of work and get home. But Mm -hmm. by the time you get home, you're usually so exhausted, you don't want to have 
you know, you don't even want to go do anything fun. But the point is, is you're you no matter where you are. And it's, that stops people because they think that they can't do certain things. Like if it's really fun for them, how could it possibly be work, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how are they going to make any money at that? If, if it's fun and it seems easy for them, like what we just talked about, how can they possibly make any money? Because it's not hard work. It doesn't feel like hard work. So we have to get through those thought patterns and those beliefs. And a lot of different things come up for people. It's really interesting. And quite frankly, one of the biggest things that stops people, mm-hmm. they have no idea what their gift is. They have no uh. idea where to start. They have no idea what it is they even love. And, you, and I ask them, well, what is it that you love? What do you like? Mm-hmm. And they start giving me what they don't like, what they don't want. Mm-hmm. Or... Or they say, I don't know, and they really don't. And that's the excavating mm-hmm. part. That's where that comes in, where we have to look deeply within ourselves, which a lot of us haven't done in a really long time, if ever, and really figure some stuff out. What makes us happy? Where's our joy? What lights us up from the inside out? What are we doing right. when it just passes by? And it feels like five minutes, and it's been two hours, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It's just hmm. stuff like that. You know, it really just stops people in their tracks because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to get the answers. They don't know what is their next right step. They have no idea. They know they want something bigger. They know mm-hmm. they were put here to do something more, to be more, to help more, to have more. They know that feeling is in them and it's burning within them, but they just don't know what the steps are. Right, and, you know, and they... And it's difficult because who do they share it with, right? So if they come come home and they share it with their, you know, spouse, you know, partner and right. family and they, everybody looks at them like, what? what? You know, nobody really knows what to say. There's not much encouragement, let's say. They might listen and nod, but then it's, you know, well, here comes the doubt and the fear, right? Comes raging in like a yeah. river. Absolutely. And sometimes we think that our you know, who we think are going to be our biggest cheerleaders and they're going to be by our side and they're going to cheer us on. Sometimes those are our biggest critics. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to keep stuff to ourselves a little bit until we can build our own confidence and self-esteem to maybe get through those next few steps before they start sharing it with certain people who, you know, are, want to rain on their parade, so to speak. Well, right, because they, there's a fear within them as well. If, because if, yeah. as you grow and become and be, you, you may not need them. That I think, you know, there's this whole fear that comes up inside of other people, but they want to suppress you. Like, you know, don't get too big. Don't, don't change. Absolutely. Change is so fearful for so many people. But things are constantly changing. I, I mean, that's just the nature of being here, right, is change. And, but we, we all have this, we want to get comfortable, and we get in those comfort zones, and we don't want that comfort zone to get any bigger. We like where it is. Can't we just stay here? Can't exactly. it just forever? <laughs> you know? And the people think that you're going to outgrow them, and they think that mm-hmm. they're going to be left behind. So. Yeah, because then you won't need them. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't change the relationship. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We go back to what we know, even if what we know isn't exactly, well, let's say ideal. You know, we even go, we go back to that. Yeah. And can I ask, where um, does forgiveness, 
you know, work into what you do as well? Do you do any work around forgiveness with all of this? Yes, you help people? we do. And forgiveness, I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, forgiveness is huge. Because when you are delving into your blocks and your uh, resistance and why are you resisting, why are you blocked, some emotional, when you get into people's blocks, you're mm-hmm. getting into some really emotional stuff usually. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is it brings up old relationships, old patterns, things that keep repeating themselves over, stuff that happened in childhood that also mm-hmm. follows you through all of your relationships. And it's not about forgiving the person, because a lot of times we want to place blame, right? Because that's mm-hmm. so much easier <laughs> mm-hmm. to do that than to, to actually take some responsibility for moving forward. Some people get stuck in the blame game, and they just want to stay where they are and blame their parents for why their life is so bad or blame whoever, instead of taking some responsibility and saying, you know, they did the best that they could at the time, I need to forgive them. And you really genuinely forgive because the forgiveness is not about them. It's not about letting anybody off the hook. It's not about the other person. It's really about you because you're really holding yourself hostage and you're Mm -hmm. maintaining that stuckness because Mm -hmm. you're not forgiving. And when you forgive, that opens up your heart to allow more to come in and you kind of get out of that rut of that Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, some, sometimes we're looking at those and we're resentful or we're angry, and it's all that low vibration stuff, and it's keeping you in the low vibration. And, and when you're in the low vibration, guess what you're attracting to you? More yeah, exactly low vibration that. stuff. Yeah. So, so, so you, important part. Thank you. Yeah, you just touched on something. So, you know, the blame. So what would you say to maybe someone who might be listening or knows someone who, someone who's listening who knows someone who is just sort of stuck and, and, you know, just sort of angry because, well, it can't be my fault because they did it to me and, well, it's them and they're never going to change. You know? So, yeah, you just touched on that. So can we talk to, you know, forgiveness in that aspect? Absolutely. You did. Mm. And we, re- we really have to be able to understand that most people, regardless of the situation, okay, it could be a spouse, it could be a parent, it could be a sibling, it could be a friend. It doesn't matter what the relationship is. Most people are not intentionally doing something to cause you pain, to cause you to have ongoing issues in your life. They're just, they're where they are. You know, they can't do any more than where they are. Hmm. So they may not even understand what they're doing or what their words are doing to you or their actions. They don't even get it. But, and especially with parents, I want to say, like, parents have done the best that they can for where they are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. They're on their journey. We're on our journey. Everybody, not everybody's at the same place, right? Right. <laughs> We're all right. at different stages. So even though you are, let's say it's a child parent, relationship and you're the child and you're thinking, okay, well, your parent obviously is older than you. They should be further along down the path. That's not how it works. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. some, 
Some people that are way younger than we are are further down the path than we are. And some people that are older are really far down the path, and some of them aren't. They're just doing Mm -hmm. the best that they can from where they are. So we have Mm -hmm. to let go of um, that, making, making it all about us, and they did this and they did that, and don't they know when they say this, it really hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. We need to take our ego out of it, and we need to just take a step back and look at mm-hmm. it from an observer position. So think um. of yourself as kind of a third-party, disinterested, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're coming at it from just observing. Mm-hmm. And when you can do that, it takes that emotional part out of it. So we can mm-hmm. see sometimes it's just a scared single parent that's trying to do the best they can, and they can't make both ends meet, and they're so frustrated and upset with themselves, and -hmm. unfortunately, they may say or do something that takes it out on the kid, you know? Right. And they're just doing the best they can from where they're at. And once we have that understanding and we take that personalization out of it, because honestly, for the most part, most people are not intentionally hurting us. They really aren't. And quite frankly, a lot of people are coming at it from a protective they think they're protecting us or they think they're helping us, mm-hmm. right? But it ends right. up being that way. <laughs> so exactly. we, we just kind of have to take responsibility for where, where we are and let them, let that go, let those you know, low vibration feelings go because that person usually did not do that intentionally to mm-hmm. us. And that's what, where we come from the observer, observer standpoint. And it can become a lot clearer to us. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. We're we're coming up on another quick break, so I'm going to ask you that you and the listeners stay with us, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living at the effect of your life rather than the cause? Do you feel stuck and ready to move beyond your self-limiting beliefs and step into a powerful new way of thinking? If so, tune into Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. It's a transformational movement to help you create the life you desire. Intentional Living can be heard live every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. 
And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and I'm joined this week by Jeannie Rambo, my featured guest, and we're talking about oh, all the beautiful ways to step into your greatness that she assists you with in your business. And we were talking about forgiveness before the break and how powerful that is. So um, the, once you forgive, you truly do open yourself up from your heart to have really a world of abundance, right, Jeannie? Absolutely, yes. yeah. Open yeah. up more space for the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's important. Um, we were talking before the break, forgiveness, even though the other person or persons may not really be receptive, that we, we forgive and honor that in the, in the walk. And then it seems like the whole world does open up. Um, and, you know, you also, you know, facilitate and help people with successful businesses. So what makes a, a successful business in, in your eyes? In my eyes, I'm successful. You know, the real uh, meaning of the success for me is being able to do something that you love because when you're working in that energy and you can maintain that higher vibration and that joy, you can experience that joy on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. that carries over into every other area of your life and, quite frankly, every other relationship in your life. And it raises everything. So for me, that's the true success is to be able to do what you love, but also to be able to monetize that because we are in a world where money is the exchange and, you know, we want to have stuff. We want to be able to pay our bills and be able to go out and and do more and give back. And when you're doing what you love and you're letting that light shine and you're really feeding your soul, other people feel that. It's not only Mm -hmm. they see it, they can feel it feel it and they're drawn into that so honestly the money then becomes a byproduct because if you're doing what you love and you're working in your gifts and you're working in your strengths then you're taken care of i mean that's just you know the way the law the the law of attraction and abundance is the way it works absolutely and you know you've been able to create something really beautiful you've got this mini series that you've created so i'd like to you know delve into that and and look at that and and what is it called, first of all? is the Excavate Your Soul-Centered Challenge. So I've issued a challenge to anybody who wants to take it. <laughs> and it's a three-part audio, and there's little PDF uh, worksheets that go with the mini-series. And it's about excavating your soul center because, like we talked about earlier, a lot of people have issues with trying to figure out what it is they love and what Mm -hmm. they want to do. Where are their strengths? So this little mini-series, I've broken it down into three different parts, and we start kind of excavating those first top layers to get down into that soul center and really help you remember who you are and remember what it is you love. Because we haven't lost it. Sometimes we Mm -hmm. just forget, and we need that nudge to help us remember what it is. Hmm. And so who is this, you know, mini-series for? Is it for, you know, women, men, men and women? It's actually for anybody who really wants to figure out what it is that they love to do and begin that whole process of figuring that out so that they can monetize that and have a successful, sustainable business doing what they love to do. 
for the most part, I, I mean, most of my clients are women, but I also do mm-hmm. have men clients. So honestly, it's for anybody who really wants to be happy with the way that they're earning their living. And this is a three-part, you said three-part series, so it's available online, is that correct? Or Yes, mm-hmm. I have it available okay. through my website, which is genierambo.com. Mm-hmm. And do you offer, you know, telephone sessions with this as well? Is there a way for people to communicate with you, you know, directly? Absolutely. Once they do the Excavate Your Soul Center Challenge, um, they once they sign up for that on my website, then they start. They get the first uh, series, and then they get the second, and then they get the third part. Well, once they finish everything, they can set up, uh, actually register for a 30-minute free consultation with me and kind of mm. go through some of what they discovered. Or sometimes questions come up, too, and they're not kind of quite sure... Um, how to excavate beyond where they've gone. So questions come up, and, and we just have a conversation about mm-hmm. it for half an hour and decide, you know, do they, what would their next step be? And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, of course, we talk about my different programs that I offer, and sometimes that's for them, sometimes it's not for them. I mean, it just depends on where they are and what they want to do next. Mm-hmm. And, you know, success stories, I, you know, I wondered if we could just touch on that briefly from, from the program. Yeah. It's been, um, I have some clients who, it's so funny because when we talk about the blocks that we all experience, that a lot of times shows up in our physical body. And we end mm-hmm. up having physical ailments or different things that go on with us physically because of just, different things that we've been dealing with for a long time. And mm-hmm. a lot of it has been very interesting, not only with the success, you know, just being able to do what you love and monetizing and having the financial success, but when we get to those blocks and we're able to clear those up, it amazes mm-hmm. me every time, even though I see it time and time again, it still amazes me every time when we clear blocks and then all of a sudden somebody will have, <clears throat> excuse me, headaches all the time and then they don't have any more headaches. Or they mm-hmm. have chronic pain somewhere. I had one woman who had chronic pain in her hip and her leg, and it was gone. I had a guy who was in a boot. He was getting ready to, you know, his doctor told him if they couldn't, through this physical therapy, get this worked out, he was going to have to go have this big convoluted surgery. And wow. we went through this whole clearing and and went to why this was happening and and went to the block and the root of the problem and talked about it and cleared it out. And literally, I saw him a week later. He told me he went home that night, took the boot off, and he was able to sleep for the first time in over a year because this pain had been keeping him awake all the time. That's beautiful. Yeah, getting to the root. So that, I think, is probably even the part that really amazes me because, like I said, kind of the money is a byproduct of figuring all the other stuff out, doing the inner work and Mm -hmm. the outer work as well. But um, just really delving in and doing that inner work. The outer work is just, you know, setting up uh, programs, making sure that you have – it's the business part of it. So that's, you know, the, the banker side of me. I know all the business part of it. I can help you set all the business stuff up, you know, figure out all the different steps you have to go through to get everything in place. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, understand Mm -hmm. 
the financial and the business side of it because even though you may not be the one you get you know you hire a bookkeeper you hire an attorney whatever to handle all that I still feel it's very important that you at least have an overview of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so that I'm not saying you have to understand every little business aspect but it's good to have an overview to have an understanding of that nice so you bring yeah. practicality wisdom and everything all together you know Jeannie it looks like the time it flies and I love it and we're coming, really, we're coming to the end of the program. And I really want to encourage the listeners to check out your website, which is, as you said, Jeannie, J-E-A-N-N-E, at com, And check out what she has to offer because it's such a valuable, valuable service. Truly life-changing if you're walking around feeling like you want something more and may not know what it is. I want to encourage the listeners to please go to our website, And I want to thank you for joining me this week on the program, Jeannie, and the listeners. It's been wonderful, and I'll see everyone next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.